Welcome to the Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. It's the day after the PGA Championship when we're recording, so a lot of golf to talk. The St. Louis Cardinals um, have come back from the dead. They're alive. And have buried all of my takes from the last episode. Those are all dead. The Cardinals are alive. Uh, and uh, LeBron is dead. Yeah, maybe. We'll see, I guess. Maybe for good. We did mention last week, you know, we wanted you to rate and review, and you mentioned we had a review. We have a very special listener named uh, Ty Boswell, who hails from the great city of Mount Vernon. Vernon. I used to call his football games. Yeah, he was a stud quarterback, I believe, Uh back in the day for the Mountaineers. I think a wide receiver a little bit, too, maybe. He's an athlete. He can do it all, so... Wouldn't put it past yeah, him. It makes me feel old. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, Ty with the review. Five stars titled Legends in the Making. <laughs> These guys are going big. <laughs> Easily better than Joe Rogan. They will be millionaires. That's what I was thinking. I, hey, I appreciate that, Ty. We appreciate it. One person <laughs> in the, the universe that thinks that. So, mm-hmm. thank you, Ty. May need to be checked into a psych ward. I don't know, but... I appreciate the, the... You're too nice. Yeah, I appreciate the um, the endorsement there. So, yeah, a lot to talk about. Uh, you want to take a break and then get into it? Sure. All right. Welcome back to the Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. PGA Championship finished up over the weekend. Brooks F and Kepka. Yep, that's that's him. That's him. That's his favorite word, I think. So uh, he gets the big win. Comes, I guess, comes from behind, right? He was not I among the was leaders over par after round one, and he was kind of sitting there uh, looking to get some better scoring conditions. And I think the tee times turned over in his favor there. In round two and three, so shot back to back sixty sixes in round two and three. Everybody was talking Scheffler, Hovland, and Connors, who were tied at what five under, I think, after yeah, three around there. Who will win? Will Scheffler take off with it? And it was Kepka who came from outside that group and really dominated on Saturday, and then made some clutch shots on Sunday to win. Well, I knew Corey Connors was going to fade. That was. Is that his MO? <laughs> I don't think he's got what it takes to win the majors. But, yeah, if Scotty Scheffler and Hovland, all the big dogs were kind of up there. DeChambeau was making his presence felt a little bit and driving it all over the course. But uh, Kepka, if he's hanging around, if he's within like four or five shots of the lead after day one in a major, then you got to look out because he knows what he's doing and – we all know what his M.O. is in major championships. And once again, here he goes. Win number five now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And he's uh, jumping some people on the all-time majors one list there, like Rory, Justin Thomas he's been ahead of already. But when you talk about players of the decade, I think you got to put him at the top of the list maybe there. Wow. Uh, that's – that's a bold statement right there, considering four or five weeks ago he crumbled on a Sunday. He did, but, I mean, I if uh, you caught what he said after the round, after he won on Sunday, he said that, like, he always learns more from his losses than his wins, which I think is interesting. And uh, he said he played to, not to lose 
uh, Sunday at Augusta, which is exactly what it looked like. He was trying to play safe and conservative. But then, like, if you watch the final round this last Sunday in the PGA, I think he birdied, like, three of the first four holes, firing right at the pins, super aggressive, and it paid off. He uh, he did what John Rahm did to him, which yeah, is come out much. swinging, yeah. basically. Mm -hmm. And put some pressure. I thought Victor Hovland, he's 25, he's young. I thought he handled himself quite well. He's yeah. really performed well in majors. Yeah, he has. Um, so, I mean, he obviously he had the double on 16 that did him in. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, that's two days in a row yeah. to see that similar um, similar lie, which is crazy. But uh, <laughs> I thought he handled himself well. Uh, put some pressure on Kepka, but to yeah. your point, Kepka rise to the challenge. I think Hovland was the only player all week that didn't shoot an over par round, which is impressive. Wow, that is impressive. But, yeah, Scotty had that. I think he shot 65 on Sunday. He was one of my picks going in. I know super out on a limb <laughs> to pick Scotty or John Rahm to win, but – Scotty performs well in hard tournaments, so kind of crumbled a little bit in one of his earlier rounds. It probably cost him the championship, yeah. but at least he finished strong and came out and left it all out on the course. So Yeah, didn't play well in round three, um, but, yeah, came back in round four, put some pressure on Hovland and Kepka and ends up tied for second. So, yeah, Brooks Kepka, big win. Uh, you mentioned fifth major, third yep. PGA championship. Oh, yeah. He's really dominated that tournament in particular. Uh, you look at his top five finishes in the last, I don't know, seven or eight years in that particular event. So quite impressive. Um, and he's a guy that wasn't sure he was going to get back to playing golf yeah. at a competitive level, much less competing for majors like this. So uh, his story has really been remarkable to follow. Uh, I think it's interesting, you know, everybody asked him the live question. Oh, what does this mean for live? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I mean, he didn't say this, but he's almost like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I play for myself. I don't, I don't play think for he live. does care no. about live at all. It's just a payday pretty much. And like everyone wants him to rep. Like I've seen a lot of comments on Twitter and Instagram like, yeah, I did it for live. Like show up the PGA tour, this and that. he could care less yeah. about that. He wants to win and he wants play to win good for golf. Brooks. Yeah. I, I, I do wonder with the live thing, if he went to live because of all his injuries, if he just wanted a secure bag of money that that's what it felt like for me. It's less least. of, yeah, it's less of, I'm going to try to stick it to the PGA and more of, they're going to give me a guarantee. I'll take it. Yeah. But Look, I think he was one of the few guys who didn't, come out and just completely trash the pga when they left yeah. he was kind of like i'm here to play golf like he just kept saying <laughs> stuff like that over and over which i mean it's better than trashing the pga for no reason but yeah i think brooks is built different and when he gets a little confidence going and putts start falling you better get out of his way especially in a major but he is something else. Your boy DeChambeau played well until Sunday, and then he kind of fell apart. What is that? <laughs> is that me? That's me. It's my laptop. <laughs> Apparently mariachi music has joined us. DeChambeau is calling in. He he didn't like that you said he played bad <clears throat> on Sunday. Uh, yeah, that was an advertisement, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, didn't didn't play well. I don't remember what he ended up shooting. Uh, well, I guess he ended up shooting even par 70 
on mm-hmm. Sunday, but I mean, he was right there in the thick of things. I think he was maybe two, two or three back heading into Sunday, and he finishes six back yeah. of Kepka. So he just kind of played flat, stagnant. But uh, but yeah, he had a good showing for himself. I don't know. He's somebody that you had talked about how mm-hmm. had really kind of fallen off. Yeah. Ever you since going to live. Haven't heard of him at all lately, the last year or so. But, I mean, I'm a fan of all the live guys. I don't like their decision, but I'm not going to root against them. I still am fans of them. So, And I think it's better for golf when the big-name players are playing good and on the top of leaderboards regardless of what tour they're on. So, Big-name players like Michael Block. Yeah. Well, Pride, Pride of St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. that's uh, Where do you go to school? You went to Umsol. Umsol. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Umsol. Yeah. Go Tritons. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how about that story? That was fun to watch. He, he was a pretty cool guy to follow. Yeah. He did the interviews with you know, Jim Nance and Scott Van Pelt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought he was pretty authentic and kind of refreshing. Very humble. Uh, I like how he... <laughs> Like, every time they would tell him a new, like, stat or new, like, tidbit of something cool he had done, he, like, was breaking down crying nearly. It was <laughs> awesome. Like, I think – I don't remember if it was after the second round or first round, but they're like, you are leading John Rom by six shots right now or whatever. And he, like, literally, like, almost cries. Like, that is so cool, which that is really cool. Awesome. I thought I thought it was interesting, too. I saw something where uh, some – reporters had asked him like you know if they if you could go on tour would you and he was like no yeah like, i love my life back home i love my kids mm-hmm. i like playing golf and and then being with my family which yeah. you know is refreshing it's a different perspective for sure i think he mentioned that him and his son are both in the made the u.s open qualifier and he's like if it came down to a playoff between us i just would concede and let him go because like that's my son. I'd rather let him go, but he's a good character guy, and I'm sure Live Golf will be offering a max contract <laughs> shortly. Oh, you heard it here first, <laughs> Michael Block to Live. Uh, yeah, it was a that's a fun story. He gets the exemption to the Charles Schwab this week, uh, and then of course he'll be back at the PGA. It was a fun weekend for golf. The course was hard. The course was difficult. It punished you if you did not hit yeah. it straight. Uh, Find the fairways. That was the name of the game this week. Big not uh, big name players that you know didn't make the cut. Matt Fitzpatrick didn't make yeah. the cut. Uh, big name players that I mean, you mentioned uh, John Rahm struggling. Oh, JT yeah. was I think like twelve or thirteen over. Not Tony, playing good. Tony Finau was bad. Jordan Spieth dropped an f bomb and didn't play that well. <laughs> Uh, if Jordan Spieth is dropping F-bombs and something's really going on with your course. And and to his credit, which if you can give somebody a credit when they drop an F-bomb, his, his F-bomb was directed at himself and not yeah. the course. Yeah. Uh, John Rahm, you've got him screaming at cameramen and taking his wedge to the boom microphone. Yeah. And I was like, come on, dude, you're the number – well, you were the number well, one player were. in the world. Yeah. Uh, this kind of to be expected. Like, of course, the camera guy is going to have his camera pointing at you on the golf course. He's not following Don't you. Don't look your at house. me. <laughs> yeah. Don't film me. I told my wife about it, and she's like, "It's not even like paparazzi where yeah. they like followed you it, home." It's expected. You're literally playing golf on a national Correct. TV audience on a major tournament. Like, so, anyway, uh, but no, it was. I thought it was a. It was a great weekend. The crowds were great. 
um, competitive tournament. I, I like when they make the course harder. I'm not a fan of the, like, putting contest, as John Rahm's called it in the past, where every player can equally have a shot at, like, just tearing it up and whoever puts the best wins. But I feel like when it's major championship time, it should be the course, like, should be in the hardest shape possible. And that's what they did at Oak Hill. And I think uh, it was kind of refreshing to see some low, like, uh, final scores yeah. instead of, like, 27 under. Yeah. Like, I like seeing nine under. It's for not the like going to the prize cutter charity yeah. championship where the winner shoots a 67 <laughs> yeah. under. Uh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was a great tournament. Um, love the, the attention that golf is, is getting right now. Brooks Kepka now has five major championships, which – He's passed a lot of uh, the current, like, all-time players right now, like Rory, who has four. So what would you say, like, would you rather have five majors and, like, 11 wins or 30-plus wins and four majors? Oh, no, like give Rory. me the majors. Yeah. yeah I'd take majors. five majors, That's, five I wins. I think same. <laughs> I, th- yeah. Yeah. I think I would do the same. And he should have had a green jacket, honestly. Three-shot lead on Sunday at Augusta to start the round. I yeah. mean, if he had won that, yep. that is just – who yep. knows where he could have been. And he could have won – he's got second like four times, yep. I think. Yeah, at least – yeah, I think he's finished in the top five, maybe mm-hmm. three other times, at least at the PGA alone. Yeah. So, yeah, no, for sure. He's an incredible player. I just don't get what it is that makes him play better. Like, I feel like he – because if you look at when he was on the like PGA Tour and regular tournaments, he's never the guy that goes up and like lights it up and shoots 63, 64, 65 like every round like in those other tournaments. But in the majors, where it's the hardest conditions, he kind of as a mistake he avoids mistakes better than other people, and I think he has a really simple approach of see ball, like hit it on the fairway, hit it on the green, make a putt or two. That's all he does and tries to do. Yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, it's that's tough to be. He's okay. He's okay. (laughs) He's okay. I do wonder, you mentioned Rory, like his number of majors, but Mm -hmm. he has been playing so terrible. Yeah. And got off to such a bad start, made that crazy putt, I think maybe on early on on Saturday or Friday. Yeah, off the green. Maybe it's Friday. And uh, he finishes tied for seventh, two under. I wonder if this will spur him on a little bit and get him going. I just – I have no confidence in Rory <laughs> to win a major. I just – I don't understand. Like, he just – he does fine in the regular season events, but, like, there's just something where he can't break through. Like, the Open last year, I – they were begging him to win. It was literally – All the pressure in the world is after on putt, him, though. Just that couldn't one. make anything, yeah. but I don't know. He's got a mental block or something. Well, maybe Rory can get going. I guess he's in the the Charles Schwab this weekend. I'm not sure. That, I would assume. That's like we were talking about before this week. Jordan Spieth got the wrist injury. Yep. It was questionable that he was even going to be playing this event, but then he commits to the Charles Schwab which he does good at every year. And then I think he committed to the tournament after that week too. So he's going he to be, be okay. playing three weeks in a row. I think he's okay. But Yeah, it wasn't just I'm just going to tee it up for a major just because it's a major. Yeah. And he played fine too. Um, mm. I say he played fine. He finished like five <laughs> over. But yeah. uh, that was kind of fine considering the conditions, mm-hmm. especially the, the rain and everything that came in on 
on Friday and Saturday. So fun weekend uh, at the PGA Championship. Uh, U.S. Open, I think, is up next, isn't it? Yes, in July sometime. In July, and I think it's in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Coming up next, we'll talk a little NBA playoffs and LeBron. LeBron, uh, maybe he'll be here next year, maybe not. LeBron, we'll all right. Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. Uh, the NBA Finals are upon us. I think after tonight we will have yeah. our two teams. Uh, it's a pretty safe bet. <laughs> the Nuggets have swept the Lakers, and the Heat are about to sweep the Celtics. Uh, three nothing playing tonight. Uh, Jimmy Butler and crew taking it to uh, humbly one of the best players in the world, <laughs> Jason Tatum. Humbly, one of the most inconsistent players in the world. That's true. Uh, and, you know, now the Lakers get swept. Uh, so off-season talk is upon us, and LeBron James. is taking his talents to South Beach. <laughs> He's going to join the Heat. He's going to, you know, play against Boston. Uh, is he going to come back is now the conversation. Folks, Come on, folks! What I'm, are we doing? I'm gonna bet the farm he comes back. I got a, a feeling that he's not done, obviously. But I think uh, you were touching on uh, he wanted some diversion from the media after the getting swept here's, in the yeah, conference so here, finals. Here's a tweet that everybody should learn from LeBron: If you get decimated in a big playoff series, just say you're considering quote what's coming next. So the news cycle will assume you're considering retirement as opposed to your humiliating loss. Right. <laughs> I'm going to try that out. So you're a LeBron guy, so don't be offended by this. But LeBron loves himself way too much to not have a retirement tour where he yeah. announces before the season, this is my last year. Everybody comes to the games. <laughs> they, yeah, exactly. He gets the video tributes at all the different arenas. Like that is – that is peak LeBron right there. Mm. You can't tell me he's going to go out getting swept in the conference finals yeah. this way. Like that, There's just no no chance. I mean, I don't think there's anybody who actually believes that. He's already stated that his goal is to play with his son. That's like his final mission in the NBA, which his son will be draft eligible after this uh, coming season. So. Yeah, I think he'll be in the league till at least then. So, so what's he doing? What is this? I don't I don't know. It's LeBron. He's probably reading the first page of a book or something like <laughs> that, like he's known to do. Just too into his emotions mm. right now. <laughs> uh just making no sense. So yeah. Uh I mean, although given your and I's track record on this podcast, he probably actually will come out next week that he did retire for sure. But um yeah, I'm just not buying it. Not buying it at all. Yeah, I I don't know. The Lakers, I mean, I'm not even mad cuz they were terrible all year. Didn't even expect them to make the playoffs and they got to the conference finals, which hey, that's an accomplishment in itself when you have Russell Westbrook on your team for half the year, but 
Uh, I think the Nuggets just clearly had the better team all around, which they look really, really good. Is anybody watching a Nuggets Heat uh, NBA Finals? Well, I know you are, right? Is that right? compelling? You'll be glued to the screen. <laughs> oh, gosh. If there's nothing else on. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is that – I'm honestly asking. I'm not an NBA guy. I so think they, is that compelling? I mean, for a – Casual fan, yeah. no, but for fans of basketball, probably, yeah. I, it's not going to be a fair matchup. But I've already said on this program once that the Heat had no chance. I think was the line, and here they are about to go to the finals. So maybe I should stop uh, betting against Jimmy Butler at this point. Jimmy buckets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's the NBA Finals, so people will watch, I guess, just because it's the NBA Finals. It just I'm sure that um, the execs and Adam Silver and all those involved were probably hoping more for Lakers-Celtics than they were Heat Nuggets. But here we are. They're going to they're get Heat Nuggets. Uh, I mean, Miami up 3 nothing on Boston. No chance that Boston comes back, right? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no faith in Jason Tatum. They have – I mean, they've choked away two wins in this yeah. series. Mm -hmm. Had. Decent-sized fourth-quarter leads let them slip at home, and now here they are down three-zip. I just don't think they have a true leader that's, like, clear-cut with – because obviously Tatum and Jalen Brown are both really good, and, like, they kind of feed off each other, and there's no real clear leader of the team, I don't think. Tatum's not really a vocal, like, follow-me type person, whereas the Heat are led by Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Everything kind of – revolves around him and he shares the ball it's real clear cut what their roles are what the key is for them to win each game like the Celtics it's kind of like all right who's good tonight uh I guess we'll run through him maybe or something like that but same thing with the Nuggets they've got uh Jokic which they run everything through pretty much and then when he gets a little gas then Murray comes in and can finish the job for him so I think the Celtics have a little leadership issue and I'm not really sure where they go from here if they lose this series which it looks like they're about to so yeah it's it's kind of tough to make the decision as a front office because you probably should have won at least one yeah of the first three if not two of the first three mm -hmm. and so you know do we get the band back together again and Try it again next year, or do we see real flaws? Maybe it's a leadership flaw. Maybe it's more than that that need to be addressed. Well, luckily for the Celtics in the Eastern Conference, Philly is in shambles now. The Heat are the only team really that's like, okay, we got to for sure run through them. The Bucks, I mean, Giannis is good, and then I don't know what else they have much other than him and new head coach coming for them next year. Not sure what – Middleton's future is I just feel like the Celtics are in a safe spot but yeah. they probably need to make a move on one of those guys and get a better team I guess because they've got pieces but they just don't have a alpha leader in there that can rally the troops I guess well and I hate to state the obvious because I know it's the regular season but they went 57 and 25 you know yeah. it's not like they were terrible mm -hmm. They're in the conference finals. I think sometimes teams can get into this position and they can <clears throat> overthink things. They overreact to, you know, three straight 
bad games that yeah. they played. And, I mean, we see that happen in different sports. You see it happen in baseball. Um, but you, it's so easy to overreact because of the, the stakes that are in play. You kind of do have to step back and say, okay, well, we we did finish a game behind Milwaukee, who was the best team in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. and, you know, should have won at least one, if not two of the first three in this series. And if you close it out, maybe it's a different story. But yeah, I don't – I mean – Every year they're there. They're in the conference finals. They've got a shot at a championship, and that's how it's been the last few years under Tatum and Jalen Brown. But, I mean, at what point is enough enough and you know what you have? And I don't know. I just feel like it might be time to make a move, I guess, because I think the Heat might be in play to get another piece next year. Because, I mean, Miami, everyone wants to live there, so – and they've got a good culture there and good coach. And I would like to play with Jimmy Butler, but, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They're not asking you, though. <laughs> well, well, I'm available, Miami Heat, if you are listening <laughs> in on this. You'll probably play for league minutes, too. I'm sure. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just – it'll be interesting to see. Maybe Boston, you know, could use a veteran presence. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what it need, they need is a, a proven winner, a veteran yeah. presence, a locker room guy. I, oh, yeah. Know, People love to kind of go down that path. Haslam. Yeah, there you go. Udonis, <laughs> bring him in. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. But, um, I mean, down 3 nothing. I think it's it's safe to say Miami will close them out. The Heat, who, I mean, finished six games above five hundred in the regular season and are one game away from <laughs> the NBA Finals against uh, Denver. So, quite the story. Be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. We'll we'll be tuning in, maybe, maybe some of us, maybe I I may watch I'll watch some of it. It's just not gonna be. Like, I have a bad feeling it's gonna be a quick yeah. series potentially because yeah. I think the Nuggets are a whole different beast. They are very very deep in their bench and two really really good uh, players there with Jokic and Murray. So while the Heat are kind of like. All right, Jimmy, and then we've got a bunch of role players, which they're good. They're a physical team, which I think that's probably half the reason they've roughed the Celtics feathers so much because the Celtics are more of a finesse team, three-point shooters, get-to-the-basket guys, whereas the Heat walk down on D, and then they kind of just let Jimmy cook. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. For sure, for sure. All right, coming up next, we'll talk some baseball, the Cardinals – uh, are the Cardinals and they're on fire of course and Nolan Arenado no longer sucks sucks in baseball next John and Peyton. Sports are a little bit boring right now. You won't hear me say that very often. Love sports, but a little bit boring. Um, now that the PGA Championship is over, man. In the heart of baseball season, nothing really happening yet. We're in the it's middle just of coasting May. through. So, um, 
Yeah, so the Cardinals, uh, I think they must have been listening to our podcast in episode <laughs> two because they've just, I mean, they've just gone on a tear. I think they've won eleven of fifteen, something like that. Um, you know, we we had the episode two where I talked about why did they, the whole moving Wilson Contreras, he's not going to yeah. catch for us, and <laughs> it was just all weird. And then they just randomly reinstated. Yeah, and that's co- a sign of a good, well-run <laughs> team. <laughs> Well, what was funny was, you know, they were like, yeah, Wilson, you know, on Monday he's going to be our catcher against the Brewers. He's made, you know, a lot of progress, blah, blah, blah. And then the reporters asked Contreras, so like, what was the progress? Like, what are the changes? I learned how to catch a <laughs> fastball <laughs> I had never caught before. Now I know how. Uh, and he was like, nothing. Like, I'm doing nothing different. I just yeah. told him, I'm not going to DH. I'm going to catch. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's worked out for him. Uh, they're playing good baseball. Um, and he's playing better. He's playing better. And they're beating good teams. They just uh, won a series against the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, of course. Swept they, the Red Sox. They took care of the Red Sox. They took two or three at home against Milwaukee. And then now they're in the middle of a four-game series with the Reds. So It's not looking good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, did. they lost the opener, but they're winning in, in game two. Uh, I mean, so in the, the standings now – I mean, they're five games out of first, which is incredible considering they're seven games under 500. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, this division, I think Milwaukee and Pittsburgh are tied for first, and they're playing at an 86-win pace. Yeah. World Series winner will be coming out of the NL Central. Good night. 86-win pace. Uh, now, you know, maybe they go on a tear that changes. Uh, but the Cardinals, I think – um, they have to play at like a 91 or a 92 win pace to get to an 86, to get to 86 wins by the end of the year because they've dug this hole. That's a lot more doable than what was it, 99 or 98 Something wins outrageous. that we talked about last time. Which it's good too because it looks like the Brewers are about to start a series with the Astros who are red hot and the Chicago Cubs who aren't, they don't matter. Let's get that clear, but – they're Clearly. about to start a series against the Mets. And then the Pirates are about to start one against – or have started one against the Rangers who are red hot. So that's a lot of L's coming for the NL Central that the Cardinals need to take care of the Reds here and keep jumping up a little bit. So Cardinals playing better. Nolan Arenado, you know. Is the second best Nolan on the Cardinals. We <laughs> I'm sorry, Nolan Gorman. Yeah, of there course. We go. Of course. Uh, the lefty power from Nolan Gorman. He's had some clutch hits. He is a beast. He is ap- he's got a 634 slugging percentage, hitting over 300. But it's in like bombs. limited at bats. Thir- wait, 13 bombs? Yeah, 13. How many at bats? Uh, 145. Good night. That's <laughs> a lot better than I thought. Yeah. It's like one out of every. Like 10 or 11 at-bats, he's homering. Yeah, he's Man. a beast. That's that's wild. Uh, so Arenado, has homer, or he homered in like six of seven after our podcast too when we were, you know. Well, we called him out a little bit. <laughs> we hate to do it because we love Nolan on the program, but he heard us and he regrouped and collected himself and was like, okay, I guess I'll do better. Yeah. And you got to hold these people hitting, accountable. Yeah, that's what we do here, <laughs> here at the Battery. Uh, we'll beat you up. Uh, so yeah, he's playing better. Nolan Gorman, good night. I didn't know he had 13 bombs. Yeah, he's been raking. And is he? I don't even think he's playing every day. Is he? 
No, I think he – well, it looks they like They got Tommy Edmond in his place. He's got 44 <laughs> games logged, which I think is in the top five for okay. the team. So I guess they kind of realize, hey, we yeah. should let that kid play. All right. I, oh, I just wasn't sure. I mean, it, he's clearly playing more than I thought if he's got 13 bombs. I thought he was pinch hitting more, but um, that tells you what I know. Okay, so I mean the Cardinals five games back, uh, you know, tied with Cincinnati for last, but uh, you know playing better, and you certainly feel better about their chances now yeah. that they've gone on this little surge. Yeah, I I don't know. I think the Cardinals have a shot now. It looked like it was a uh, yeah, you had them buried. No I, shot. Hey, they they poked their hand up through the dirt. Were, They're coming yeah. back. <laughs> they're coming. It's not completely over yet, thankfully, because their division is like a little league division. But we they've got a shot. They got a shot. Tampa Bay's still running away with. Well, I say running away. They're not running away. With they're the running, AMAs. but the <laughs> Orioles are running with them. Baltimore's only three games back. Even Baltimore's three games back, and they're playing at a six sixty pace. <laughs> I mean, that's just unreal. That's just nuts. Uh what is that? That's they're on pace to win 107 games, and they're three games back in their division. <laughs> That's nuts. Uh, the Yankees have climbed up to third. Uh, they've played better. Uh, Toronto yeah. and Boston have kind of gone on a little bit of a nosedive. Yeah, that I don't know. I think the Red Sox were way overachieving early on this year, so it looks like they're coming back down to earth. Back-to-back -back blown saves by Kenley Jansen against yes. the Cardinals. And he, they have Cardinals have his number. He yeah. always I does that. I couldn't him. believe they trotted him back out there day two. <laughs> and yeah. sure enough, same thing. Uh, Minnesota has a two-game lead in the Central, and you were, you know, sounded the trumpet for Sonny Gray to win MVP. Uh, MVP. It's not, over. Not it's Cy over. Young. Just give it to him MVP. now. MVP. <laughs> Sonny well, Gray. How old is Sonny Gray? I, I don't know. I was like 12, and I wanted him on the Cubs when he was with the A's. Uh, is he like 45? How old is he? He's, oh, he's up 33. There. He's not. Oh, yeah. He's, he's not that old. He's he's time ancient. to put him out to pasture. <laughs> he's younger than I am. Uh, it's brutal. Royals coming back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel so That's bad mean. for the Royals. That's terrible. I want them to be good so bad. At least they don't, they don't have the worst run I'm, differential in the yeah. AL. They still yeah. have Oakland. Oakland, who now has 10 wins, finally. Anytime you're behind in the division to a team actively tanking, then it's <laughs> not, not the best-case scenario. Oakland, by the way, is on pace to win 33 games this year. Hey, there we go. 33 <laughs> yeah. games. That's uh, what. That's great progress. They're almost 50 games into the year. It's not like this is like a four-game sample, you know. This is, yeah. It's brutal. 20 um, games back, I hey. They've got wiggle room in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the National League, Atlanta, uh, you know, they played really good baseball. They still have a four-and-a-half game lead over the Mets. We've seen them maybe come a little bit back to earth here recently. They yeah. just had a series, or I guess they're in the middle of a series with the Dodgers. Four and six in their last ten. So, I mean, they're they're playing some pretty good competition. Uh, they be, uh, had a series against the Mariners before that and then one with the Rangers, in which they played pretty well against Texas. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to follow. I, I mean, I kind of like that Braves team. They're fun to I watch. I do too. I, ever since we went to the stadium. Like a closet Braves I, team. Yeah, I'm like, hey, I, Braves aren't so bad. 
Uh, I mean, especially when you put them up against like the Mets and Miami oh, yeah. and Philadelphia. I, I'm not. I will never in support a New York team ever. Doesn't matter what it is. Wow, it's a bold statement. What What's with the hatred for? D- don't New York? tell anyone though. Yeah, I'm just kidding. What's with the hatred? I just don't like New York in general, so it's easy to been? root against them. No. <laughs> I just don't like New York. Same with L.A., except for the like Lakers, only because of LeBron yeah. being there. But, yeah, not an L.A. fan either. Well, the Dodgers uh, have a game-and-a-half lead in the West over Arizona. San Francisco, San Diego is underperforming again. I thought things would change with them when they hired Bob Melvin as manager. Mm-hmm. But – They've got all that talent. I mean, they even have pitchers, and uh, they're five games under 500. I mean, if they were in the NL Central, they would be behind the Cubs. They'd be uh, a game in front of the Cardinals. I mean, they're they're just not. I don't know. They don't win. Yeah, it's just they're they're just a huge disappointment, especially for how much money they've spent, all the trades they've made. Uh, I mean, they're a game and a half above the Rockies for last yeah. place. Minus eight run differential for the year. It's brutal. Uh, and I know Soto got off to a bad start, and now Machado is on the IL. Um, but you still got Xander Bogarts. You still got Jay Cronenworth. That Tatis guy's good. Yeah, you, exactly. <laughs> you got Tatis. I saw a crazy stat the other day. In his last 162 games, this was like a few weeks ago, he has like 52 home runs in his last 162 wow. games. He's Stud. Is that counting his four weeks in the minor leagues to start? The yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he was tearing it up. But uh, so yeah, you know, I just I don't know. I'm surprised by the Padres how much they've struggled. I was really pulling for him last year in the playoffs mm-hmm. when they were going against the Dodgers. I I love the team that always loses to the other team and then they finally beat them. It's like yes, I love the underdog. <laughs> Uh, but San Diego is definitely the underdog right now. Eight back already in the West. The Phillies have been a huge disappointment uh, as a Bryce Harper fan. Uh, 22 and 25, they just keep hovering around there. They're not going up or down. They just like, I don't know what the deal is, but Trey Turner has been pretty disappointing thus far. I think I saw a graphic about, how he had more home runs, like hits and RBIs or something in the World Baseball Classic in that like little span of time more than he has already this year. There you go. Guess five, he's, yeah, five homers and 11 RBIs in six games in the WBC. <laughs> he has four homers and 11 RBIs in 46 games with the Phillies. That's rough. Wow. He had 302 last uh, – I'm sorry, two years ago. And this year is hitting 256 and is uh, or had an 0 for 22 stretch with runners in scoring position. I'm sure he'll come out of it, but 300 mil for that is not what you want right now. And I guess the Philly fans are already booing him. I think I saw <laughs> sure. a report, and he said, "Hey, I don't blame him. I've sucked." Yeah. So that's what he said. I like Trey Turner. Yeah, me too. He's a fun player to watch. I. Th- think you're right he'll come out of it i you know i did wonder with him i mean he's a don't he he was one of the top four shortstops don't get me wrong i wondered when he got the big deal um his speed is like one of his biggest assets and that's one of the first things to go as you age and so obviously the the bat has gone for now but i did wonder is that what's that 
investment going to be looking like in four years? Uh, yeah, I, he's not really a power bat, and he like well. And how much of his OPS? I'm not sure how good of a defender he is either. He's, I know I think he's, he's got a pretty range, good defender. But yeah, but I mean, how much of his OPS that he had was inflated because he would turn a single into a double or a double into a triple? I you know, didn't even like, think about that. That's a good point. So. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I really like Trey Turner. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, speed speed doesn't always go first. Like we saw with Peyton Manning, he was always a speedy <laughs> player into his final years. Yeah. Same with Brady. So what went first? What goes first then? <laughs> I'm not sure. I guess for Trey, <laughs> the bat apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'll snap out of it. The problem with the Phillies, though, is they're in a. A pretty good division. Yeah, they, it's there's no wiggle room there. There's no, no Pittsburgh Pirates there. leading the division in the NL. No Cincinnati Reds. They've got the Nationals, but even they're 20 and 27, so it's not like they're a pushover, really. Yeah, that's true. They're not the Oakland A's. back to the Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. Well, this has been fun. It's fun to talk some golf. That's my favorite thing to talk I know, about. I me too. So we yeah. need more we majors and four. just talk all golf. Mm-hmm. And uh, Except I don't know what you talk about on a random Tuesday in December. What's Speed doing today? <laughs> Let's give him a call. Yeah. Hey, Jordan. Call him up. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, so we'll be back here in maybe a week or two. There's more golf. The thing about golf that I like is you're seeing a lot of the, the key players playing in a lot more tournaments. Yeah, and so it's nice to see. A lot of I, guys this weekend will be playing. Yeah, Spieth has been playing a ton. Yeah. Like, it's actually crazy. how many, He's only missed, like, one or two tournaments since, like, March that I could even remember. Especially, like, after a major because I, you get all hyped up. Like, the Masters, it's mm-hmm. like. There's a crappy tournament the next week and nobody plays. Yeah. And it's a letdown. But they had the RBC after, and so yep. it was like, okay, that's that's great. And you get all hyped up for the PGA, and now it's like, okay, you have the Charles Schwab next weekend. So uh, that'll be fun to follow. Uh, NBA playoffs, uh, you know, are boring as I'll get out yeah. right now. The NHL playoffs, the Florida Panthers uh, are getting ready to sweep Carolina. You had Brooks Kepka showing up with a Wanamaker. Yeah. Um, I think Vegas has a two nothing lead over the Dallas Stars. So uh, the major sports playoffs kind of stink right now. Yeah. And then, as we said, baseball. I mean, it's late May. There's nothing really to. You know, we need somebody go to, crazy to just about go yet. off and do something yeah. wild. Need Bryce Harper to get in another bench clear. Somebody to throw a bat fight. and just yeah, just go <laughs> at somebody. Or Brandon Donovan to start hitting. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Brandon Donovan. Yeah. But, So, anyway, thanks for joining us. We'll be back in a couple weeks uh, with better content. Uh, You can subscribe, rate, and review us. And, you know, if you give us a review, we'll read it. Even if it sucks. If you're like, these guys are terrible, I'll still read it. Well, don't make fun of me, please. But you can (laughs) leave a review that's kind. That would be nice. (laughs) That would be nice to Peyton, please. Yeah. (laughs) Got to be careful what you put on the Internet. All right. Thanks, guys.